Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Michael Schaefer. And I'm Fiona Bennett. How are you, Fee? Well, as we all are, I imagine, up and down. Mm. I might ask you how you are in the up and down way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Knowing that ladders are part of how you are. You know that thing, I think I think some people have had this, you know, in, in lockdown where you're going, all those jobs around the house that you mm. want to get done. And there was a skylight I wanted to clean and I went too high up a ladder without anyone holding it and it came crashing down. But uh, nothing broken. Um, oh. I sailed through A&E and, uh, mm. you know, I mean, we can't... Praise the NHS enough at the moment, and uh, they were mm. extraordinary, as as we know. Mm. Um, but we must never take that for granted. And uh, mm. yeah, I kind of felt bad about taking up their time, but uh, there was no one there, and um, they are mm. saying, "Don't avoid A and E if there's a problem," mm. you know. Mm. Uh, and mm. they were incredible. So yeah, I'm I'm okay. Um, and and you, Fee, are you well? I am. I am. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm well. My neighbours are well. Mm. From my little window here, I can see a blackbird on my neighbour's hedge. And it's. I'm sorry, it's, I'm, to be honest, Michael, I'm distracted by it mm. because the sun is catching the beak. It's so yellow yeah. and it's a little bit breezy today. And it's actually ruffling up the feathers on the back of this blackbird's neck, which is it's it's looking a little bit upset about the fact that's happening <laughs> like it's ruining ruining its looks you know mm. um so yes taking taking pleasure in those small moments of looking at a blackbird mm. we've got a conversation with a special guest this month um it's somebody we spoke to before the time of coronavirus so we were in the same room together and uh it's with the playwright laura wade laura wrote posh and uh, Home, I'm Darling, and The Watsons, if you're not familiar with her work. It's actually really lovely to be reminded um, in listening back to the the audio of this conversation and listening back to that, um, as it was, I think, sunny afternoon, possibly, mm. although it was winter, um, and meeting Laura and um, having such a beautiful... Um, meandering and open um conversation with her about this poem it was it was a wonderful wonderful experience and it's it's one of those stories and connections to a poem that's got a really it's got a really specific and personal origin as it were the connection of the person to the poem but it branches out into so many other kind of fields of general concern and reflection around life and writing and how we live. Yeah, it's just one of those conversations where I really enjoy both the specific root of the person's connection to the poem and the tributaries uh, that we travel down. So uh, I hope everybody else will too. So you'll be listening to myself and Fiona talking about Ashes of Life by Edna St Vincent Millay. The poem that's been a friend to Laura. And have you have you got a, have you 
got a poem then? I have got a poem. Oh, excellent. Have you got yeah. a, mm, I've got three copies. Oh, wow. As, as so brilliant. As requested. <laughs> How um, exciting. Yes, I've brought um, oh, an Edna. Oh, great. Do you want to have a go for us, Laura? Sure. Love has gone and left me, and the days are all alike. Eat I must, and sleep I will, and would that night were here. But ah, to lie awake and hear the slow hours strike. Would that it were day again, with twilight near. Love has gone and left me, and I don't know what to do. This or that or what you will is all the same to me. But all the things that I begin, I leave before I'm through. There's little use in anything, as far as I can see. Love has gone and left me, and the neighbours knock and borrow, and life goes on forever like the gnawing of a mouse. And tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, there's this little street and this little house. Brilliant. And beautifully read. It's a really okay. lovely. I was very, I've been very struck by the fact that you refer to her uh, as Edna. And, um, you know, she's kind of, you, you talk about her as if she's a friend, actually. Yes. Yes. Well, I think this, the sort of the period of life, of my life, when this poem became a friend, I think sort of she did as well. I was kind of drawn to her poetry generally. And, um, but her, her personality is, is quite strong in the work, I think. And, um... Yeah. When did you first get to know this poem? So this was, this was a, a, a one long hot summer in my late twenties, and um, this is going to sound quite weird because of what the subject matter of the poem is. But um, I was very busy that summer falling in love, in a completely distracting and debilitating way, and um, it was a, a sort of a time of huge intensity. And so although this poem is about sort of the end of a love affair, um, in, in that instance, it, it wasn't at all clear for quite a long time whether what I was feeling was going to be requited. So I was in a sort of weird love limbo. It was, yeah, a, a, a time of, of, of huge intensity and emotion and difficulty. And I was, um, I was really distracted, didn't get very much work done for a period of months. My friends were all quite worried about me, I think, because I, did, I went a bit mad. Um, mm. And it, it, was, it was really huge. And my attention span dwindled to almost nothing because I was so busy thinking about him. But um, poetry I could manage because in the main it was shorter. Yeah. <laughs> so it, so it, could hold, mm. it could hold my attention. Yeah. And I think um, Edna, as I hope she would be okay with us calling her, mm. um, I, I recognised something of that intensity in her, I think, in her writing, in the, the, a sort of restlessness of spirit as well that I think comes across mm. in this poem. And in a way, this poem, although it's about the end of something, and I suppose I was in some way mentally preparing myself for the fact that it might not happen, and I knew that if it didn't happen, I was in some trouble. Mm. It was going to be very... I was gonna take, it was going to take me a long time to get over if it didn't happen but that there is something in this poem, I think, particularly about endurance. And it, despite it being a poem that's full of grief and pain, nevertheless, 
it, it has a heartbeat that will continue. Mm. It, it, life is going on mm. in spite of it. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And also the, uh, the writing of the thing itself as well, mm. isn't it? That there's something I, I imagine in this yes. moment that you're in as a writer, yes. also kind of completely taken off course by this yes. momentous thing yes. that somebody can have survived it, set it down in a beautiful absolutely. poem that you're and now sitting with. And made something of it. Is an is, yeah. And made something of it. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a sort of comfort absolutely. in that. I might get some good work out of this heartbreak. Yes. <laughs> I actually didn't, but she no. obviously did. So. No. <laughs> um, yeah. When was she writing? Um, this is around sort of early 20s. 1892, I think she was born and died in 1950 and I think is considered by some to be sort of quite jazz age. She's American. Tremendous, I mean, as you were saying, I don't know that much about her. Mm. I know I've got one or two of her poems that are yeah. you know, quite close, but the, the character that comes through in this and from what you're saying as well, also is a sort of remarkable independence of spirit. Yes. Allied with a tremendous open-hearted love Absolutely. and love of love. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Which I is, think, an, which is yeah. a really interesting kind of yes. combination. An appetite for it, an appetite for, for life, and, a, and a, a person I think who fell in love quite a lot. But also there's something in, in the writing that is very um, self-aware about that. So she knows when she's being a bit much, yeah. which is also helpful. Yeah. That to, to be able to sort of stand slightly outside of it. Yeah. I love this poem, I didn't know this poem, and I love the way that she speaks about this with the concrete embodiment of the experience. You know, eat I must and sleep I will, and but then, oh, you know, yeah. nights are the worst kind yes. of thing. I mean, the going through it. Yes. The physical going yes. through it that It's there a is. thing that has to be got through. Mm. And it will be got through. Mm but it's going to be painful mm. at the time. Mm. I think, and I was, I was thinking about this on the way here, I normally, I wouldn't think of myself as someone who particularly liked rhyming poetry. Mm. Mm -hmm. But somehow the, the rhyme in, in this gives it a heartbeat that, like, the, the line will be completed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we will get through this. And it has a heartbeat and it has a, a carrying on to it, mm. somehow, a keeping, a keeping walking. Yeah that I think, uh, that I found really helpful. Mm. And she's, she's really chatty as well. I mean, I think it's, it's quite hard to read her work in a poetry voice, which mm -hmm. is nice because I don't really like poetry voices. Mm. Um, but you, it's, it's, it's really direct yeah. and it feels, it feels very modern. Can I ask the indelicate question? <laughs> What's that? Was your love requited? It was in the end, yeah, it was in the end. And it became, um, from this, it, it became a real relationship with a real person, which, it, which, which was really helpful because I don't think I could have continued to live my life at that pitch. No. It's kind of not sustainable It's a kind of slightly fantasy live. sort of... Yeah, it was just exhausting. Yeah. It's the sort of thing where in your 20s you think, yeah, rock and roll, that's how, that's how I want to live. And in your 40s you think... That's just exhausting. Can I go to bed, please? <laughs> yes. um, so you know, it's 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 one of those kind of very in very intense periods that then sort of resolves itself into something um, that's more um, that's more everyday and, and comfortable and has you know 
children and meals eaten at reasonable hours in it mm. kind of thing. Mm. I suppose I'm interested in, um, in what this uh, friend is for you now. I suppose mm. I can kind of see what yeah. it was for you in that what moment where yeah. you weren't quite sure yeah. what was going to happen. It's looking, it's looking back on a, on a past self, I think, mm. and, and, a, and, a, and a past self who was sort of, I, you know, I mostly think of myself as a quite level-headed person, but, at, at that, but that summer I, I wasn't at all, and it was, it was almost frightening to me to be kind of th so completely thrown by something. But also it, it feels like, I remember how, how deeply comforting this and other poems were at that point. And it, it makes me realise how much I am kind of guilty of using poetry in moments of high emotion and, and, and slightly not the rest of the time. It's like the sort of the, the, the friend that you feel guilty about because you only ring them when you're having a crisis kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm very grateful to, to this and her, and her other work because it was really incredibly helpful to just sort of carry around in the pocket or in the, in the head. And is that partly about not being alone with it? Hmm. I think so. I think it's that, that hand reaching out down the centuries, isn't it? And, mm -hmm. and as you were saying earlier, having made something beautiful out of something painful and that, and that being something that, that continues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's someone's sort of writing voice um, when you kind of really recognise that, it becomes a friend to you, doesn't it? When it, I don't know, she's someone I would quite happily go to the pub with. Yeah. I think. I think it has a hope to it, as well as a bleakness, which feels like an odd mix. And where, I mean, I know where that might be for me, but where is that for you especially? What is it that gives it that for you? I say it's partly in the neighbours. Mm. The neighbours knock and borrow that there will still be people. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, life goes on. Life goes on forever, like the gnawing of a mouse. In 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 a way, that's a that's a, a bleak image, but also it contains the word "life goes on," which is you know. So that so that little glimmer of hope and the the tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Mm. I love how she does four of them. Yeah, like it's like <laughs> it's like taking Shakespeare and and raising right. him. <laughs> exactly, it's quite ballsy, exactly. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'll see like, your three. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Have a fourth. <laughs> but the the inexorableness and the, the the little street and the little house and those are built things and those, you know, mm. I th it doesn't feel like a a house built of straw. Somehow it feels like a nice little absolutely. brick terrace. That will and there is a solidity stay. to them. Yeah. And that's, that feels yeah. like the movement of the poem in a way. Yeah. Is that, you know, from yes. Love Has Gone and Left Me, or, the, or if you like, even the title, Ashes of Life, yes. is where she begins and where she ends, yes. is with something very solid. Yes. That is dependable, that is there. Yes. Uh, but it's ashes of, of life. Life is absolutely there in the title. And, yeah. and it makes me think of a phoenix. Yeah. Rising from those ashes, mm -hmm. rather than... Ashes in an urn, somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm interested if there is a sense in which uh, to have something like this that you can kind of—it's it's almost like a reference point back mm. to those really intense feelings. Mm. If that's kind of useful amidst the nappies and the <laughs> and the, the Lego pieces that you're treading on and all the rest of it, do you know what I mean? If it's, yeah. 
that summer. I suppose it's in the DNA of it somewhere. Mm. It's quite hard to to get mental access to. I suppose once you're once you're into the day to day. Like I said, it slightly feels like a different version of me. Mm. Mm. And I suppose that version of me is still alive in me somewhere. But um, it feels yeah. it feels to me like I mean, actually, you just picked up that phrase of that summer. Mm. It feels to me like there's a potency around that summer mm. that isn't only about the relationship and the mm. love. Yes. Mm. There's something there that, that, which is why this is still the poem that came with you today, yeah. maybe, that is to do with the possibility of that scale of being blown off course. Yes, or, and yes, absolutely, and being open to, the, to that possibility. Mm. Because, of course, the universe contains within it the parallel reality in which it didn't come together. And... Mm. and and I was left feeling like this in the poem and, and, and a different me kind of came out of that chrysalis, I suppose. I suppose knowing, knowing oneself capable of that pitch of emotion uh, and also understanding that one doesn't want to be there all the time mm. is quite useful, but it's mm. there, it's, mm. re it's possible. Mm. Um, and, and also as, as a writerly thing, and I think she does, she does this in this as well, the, the sort of the slight scientific detachment when you're, when you're sort of looking at yourself and going, okay, so this is a thing that is happening to me spiritually and mentally and physically. And isn't it interesting watching this bodily system under this amount of stress? Mm -hmm. And isn't it interesting what happens? Mm. And so there's a, there's a slight detachment, I think, and I think it, you know, I think it's I think it's common to a lot of writers that you're sort of slightly stepping back from even from yourself, and mm. and sort of observing, okay, mm. not not even as as conscious as going, well, I could use this in a in a story, but mm. um, but just gosh, oh, that's 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 what that's like, isn't that? Yeah, isn't that odd? I'm really struck by the incredible thing which we've slightly we haven't glossed over it but we just moved into other things but i'm amazingly struck by you know you being in this being in this moment at the beginning of the falling in love thing mm -hmm. and you know reaching for the thing that prepares you for the for for, the, it, for, for, it for yeah. ending yeah. i mean that yeah. that is a profoundly specific and extraordinary thing and i can really I can really see it. I can really see mm. and feel the logic of that. I can Completely. really yeah. totally. I think, in a way, that's perhaps why we sort of didn't didn't, say, it, didn't it, comment on it. Oh yeah, right. You would do that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not sure I would have done that though. I mean, I don't know. Or maybe it's because no, this. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe it's because this did arrive. You'd need this yeah, poem right. to yeah. do yeah. that. Absolutely, you would. It's You'd like need this sort poem. of li listening to sad pop songs, kind of thing. You know, mm. it's not necessarily that you listen to them when you are actually sad. Yes, you can't do it then. No. That's when you put ABBA on or whatever, you know, but, yeah. Um, yeah. But also, I, I, I think the, um, it, it, you know, what it's giving to me, which is wonderful, you know, is the idea of preparedness, mm. you know, for things, which I think, you know, I still sometimes lack. It's kind of a... Very interesting. Poetic umbrella, really, mm. remembering to take it with mm. you. 
mm. when you go out in case it rains. Mm. Yeah. Rather well, than actually it? only taking it when it actually is literally raining <laughs> as you leave. Ashes of life. Love has gone and left me, and the days are all alike. Eat I must, and sleep I will, and would that night were here. But ah, to lie awake and hear the slow hours strike. Would that it were day again, with twilight near. Love has gone and left me, and I don't know what to do. This or that or what you will is all the same to me. But all the things that I begin, I leave before I'm through. There's little use in anything, as far as I can see. Love has gone and left me. And the neighbours knock and borrow. And life goes on forever. Like the gnawing of a mouse. And tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. There's this little street. And this little house. That was Fiona with the gift reading at the end there. Oh, thanks to Laura for coming to see us and uh, taking us into that really wonderful story of, of that summer uh, and of all that followed and um, for sharing so beautifully her thoughts about the poem and about Edna St. Vincent Millay and um, for allowing us to share the conversation with you. Now, Fee, we've had a really great response to the call-out you made last month, in last month's episode, for people to get in touch about the poem that's been a friend to them. We've had some really lovely uh, online nominations. So just to sort of put that out there again, that if you do have a poem that's been a friend to you in any way, please do get in touch. You can get in touch via the website or on Twitter or Facebook. Um, We'd love to hear from you. And a massive thanks to those people who have already done so. Mm. Um, The whole team has really enjoyed reading both the poems and the thoughts and perspectives that people have been sharing with us. Um, And I think it's also important to say at this point that all that material is being logged in our archive, which is currently offline, uh, but we are moving slowly towards finding ways of um, bringing it back online on the website. Yeah. So one little announcement to make. We were due to be a part of the Norfolk and Norwich Festival. We were going to be hosted by the National Centre for Writing uh, as part of that. The whole festival is now going to take place online, I believe, and we are going to be doing online exchanges, these conversations we have, on May the 22nd and May the 23rd. If you would like to talk to us about a poem that's been a friend to you, please do get in touch and book a slot. Uh, You can do that by our website. I think it's going to be on the events page. Is that right, Faye? It is indeed. So uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we're going to try and sort out the technology so that we can make all of that happen. I'm really looking forward to it because, we, of course, we have 
done long distance exchanges before where we haven't been, you know, usually we like to be sitting in a room in not social distancing circumstances um, and having a cup of tea and a biscuit and all that. But of course, there have been those times when we've done the long distance exchanges with people in other locations to us, usually many miles away. There's the episode with the Kavafi poem and Return. Mm. And there's also that fantastic Martin Carter poem that we spoke to Nicholas from the Bocas Lit Fest about. So those episodes were great and the tech all was brilliant. So it'll actually be rather lovely to have the chance to do with that with some listeners, friends, people with poems as friends, not so far away, but very far away from us at the moment in these circumstances. So the blackbird, Michael, oh, yeah. is now high up on the chimney on the house opposite. Ah. And now puts me in mind most definitely of the 13 ways of looking at a blackbird. Well, hang on, what are you talking about? Is this a poem? It's a wonderful poem by Wallace Stevens. Wow. And it has 13 short little verses which encapsulate... It's a kind of meditation um, through the process of looking at a blackbird. So you and I might like to go and find the 13 ways of looking at a blackbird um, after we've finished this, and indeed anybody else who's listening. And of course, um, other fabulous poems by Edna St. Vincent Millay. And we'll put details of where to find more about her, her life and her work on the description page. That's about it for this month. We'll be back with you next month with another poem that's been a friend to somebody. Until then, stay safe and thank you for listening. I was wondering about the Shakespeare thing. And the, that, I don't know, it feels like a reference, doesn't mm. it, somehow? Mm. What is it? Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow creeps in this petty petty pace from from day day to day day. until the last syllable of recorded time and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Thanks very much. That's all right. (laughs) I've played it and I can't do that.